man, oh man, we've come a long way from Monday or Tuesday where I was sitting here talking about, man, Grand Slams just aren't the same anymore. Like, I'm just, I'm just not feeling it. Like, I'm meant to be feeling this... You know, I'm not full, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still hungry for a lot more tennis, and, well, shit, two, three days later, wow, oh, wow. I think Wimbledon's pretty good at the moment. I mean, just the fact that they were able to play matches Thursday and Friday with no interruptions, game changer. That really made all the difference. After today's matches, after Friday night, after uh, Djokovic wrapped up on center court with uh, uh, Stan the man, really close to the curfew, he got it done in, in in straight sets. Now we're all caught up. And, you know, tomorrow is the bottom half plays their round three, right? The top half of the draw, the the you know the second week is already set, the fourth round matches. So we're in a pretty good position, honestly. And the tennis has been good. I mean Stefanos Murray was insane. Djokovic and Stan. The third set was really good. Winter Tyreek was really good. Some of the women's matches have been pretty good. That's my Robert De Niro. I really secretly in my own time and in the shower and in front of the mirror, I work on my Robert De Niro. Oh, my accent. Uh, or an impression, I guess. Have you guys seen the movie Meet the Parents? Robert, Robert De Niro? I really wanna... <laughs> you think you could milk me? <laughs> Yo, what am I even talking about? Let's get back on track. What the- How the fuck did I even get there? How did I jump from Wimbledon is pretty good? <laughs> I gotta stop. I gotta stop. Okay. Okay, uh, two things that I want to talk about under, like, you know, I'm gonna keep it real. I'm not gonna drag on for 20 minutes. Uh, first thing I want to say is sorry for, uh, no upload yesterday. I was honestly that tired. Honestly, I've been really busy lately. I've, you know, I'm kind of burnt out, to be honest. Wimbledon, the first few days with, like, rains and postponements, whatever, kind of helped me a little bit because, like, there was less uh, less tennis to watch. Like, you know, it was a lot less work. Um, but these last two days, man, honestly, I've kicked my ass. I'm dead tired. Um, I'm really dead tired. Um, but that's no excuse. I mean, it's motherfucking Grand Slam season, baby. Like, I gotta be able to get through this and, and uh, you know, do my thing. That's the first thing I want to talk about. I'm sorry, but I'm here today. And the second thing that I want to talk about is actually today there is so much we need to catch up on that I actually don't have anything to talk about. You know how I usually like to start the episode talking about something like today I want to talk to you guys about something, you know, and I and I, I take like a 20 minute intro today. Honestly, we don't really have time for that. That's the second thing that I wanted to say. The second thing that I wanted to say is that I don't really have anything to say other than uh, what I already said, which was the first thing, which is I'm sorry of uh, I was away for a day. But today I'm back and we have a lot of work to do. So why don't we just get to it? Okay, so this is going to be a little bit weird because yesterday's matches, which was, <clears throat> excuse me, the Thursday, um, a lot of those players actually played today and like, you know, for example, like uh, I can talk about Big Julie Nemo and be like, wow, what a win uh, for her against Mukovo. 
uh, which was the first round match, by the way, being played on a Thursday. Um, I can talk about Nemo, how she was honestly incredible. Mukovo, clearly rusty, eventually got hurt, kind of injured, uh, started acting funny, didn't retire, good for her. Uh, you know, Grand Slam final, then turn around, lose in the first round of Wimbledon. And your next slam, not really good. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. I gotta stop doing that. I gotta stop saying the word good. Because every time I do, I'll just try and do my Robert De Niro, which is just terrible. But anyway, I really need to focus. Um... Uh, you know, yeah, that's going to be awkward. I can, you know, talk up big Julie Nemo. But today, she lost to Dalma Golfi from a set up. You know, so it's a bit twisted. Same for uh, Anna Bogdan. Anna Bogdan uh, won from a from 1-6 down against Alicia Parks. Uh, three set win, really good. Today, she went to war against Alicia Tarenko. That's a really poor choice of words. And uh, lost in a 40-minute super tiebreak. Yes, 40-minute super tiebreak in the third set. Uh, final score was... Uh, 2018 and the tiebreak both girls couldn't walk couldn't move couldn't run cramping tightness injuries hammies you name it um Tarenko couldn't even serve but my oh my let me uh just refocus um i'll talk about yesterday's matches first kind of skim through it obviously today's results are more important if you know if any of those players who played yesterday on the thursday played again today obviously you know, the more important result is today, such as the cases for Nemo and uh, Bogdan, for example. They won on Thursday, lost on Friday, so, you know, uh -huh. um, But there were obviously some players who played on the Thursday but didn't play today, such as um, Sori Cristea. Wow, what a win, you know. Biad Jamaya went to war against Jackie Christian. Good for her. She came through. A girl like Mira and Drivo, you know, things like that. Um, so, Annalina Kalanina, yesterday she played, beat Buzas Manero, I think that game was like suspended or something, she won 6-4-6-3, today she played Andrescu, um, she lost, she was 5-2 up in the second set, did a Sabalenka and lost, yep, being up 5-2 in the third set and losing is now called a Sabalenka, yes, I'm talking about the French Open semi against Mukova. Svitolina, I love this. Thank God I wasn't victim to, uh, victim to this, but it does happen. Uh, maybe not as often as I thought, honestly. But here we go. Svitolina won six one. Sorry, Svitolina won six one one six six one. A three set match did not go over the total, which was twenty one and a half. So, over 21 and a half lost in three sets. That's pretty insane. Uh, thank God I did not bet it. I, you know, I probably would have done really bad things to myself. Um, but I think in 2021, I bet it. Coco Goff, Maria Zachary, exact same scoreline. Over 21 and a half. It lost. Uh, Mukova, Nemo. Honestly, this was a really good match. Um... But Mukova kind of got injured. Man, she's always injured. Wasn't really like an injury injury, but she looked hurt or hampered. And I think, I don't know. Tough loss for Mukova. And even tougher for Mukova that Nemo went on to lose to an inferior player, let's say. Um, but that was a good effort from Nemo. But 
I mean, honestly, I say that now, but you know, she lost today to Galfi, so that's a bit of a weird one. Speaking of Galfi, um, she beat Noskova from a set down, lost the first set 6-7, and then took the next two sets 6-2, 6-2. Galfi wins over Noskova and Nemo, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Galfi through to the third round. Yeah, she'll play the, th yeah, 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 she'll play, she's through to the third round. Oh, again, Alicia Parks, 6-1 in the first set. Um, and then Bogdan came back to win 6-3, 6-2. And of course, Bogdan lost today in a marathon match against Tarenko. So, Petra Martic, uh, low-key kind of struggling, was acting funny in the first round against Linda Fruvitova. And then uh, here in the second round that was played yesterday on Thursday against Diane Perry, one of the worst players this season. She lost the first set, came back to win 6-3, 6-3. Obviously lost today to Iga. Decent effort in the end. Um, but then sort of pissed it all away. Uh, Petra, I'm, I guess I'm going to talk to mat matches. I guess I'm not talking about matches or like day. I'm just going to talk about players as they come up. I think it'll be easier to just do it this way. So today, uh, Martic, Iga. Um, Martic in the second set was down 3-5. She held for 4-5. Iga was serving for the set, and Martic broke her to love, and then went up 40, and then was serving 5-5, went up 40 love, and then lost five straight points. Yep. Iga won 6-2, 7-5. Yep. Serenko yesterday beat Sinyakova, today beat Anna Bogdan, Serenko... I'm telling you guys, is honestly one of the best players on tour. I mean, that's that's the only answer at this point, right? Some of the shit she's doing. She's a confirmed witch, unsportsman as fuck, unsportsmanlike as fuck, I guess. Uh, just horrible sportsmanship from her is what I'm trying to say. Um, and kind of makes me sick. I'll just I'll just say it how it is. She makes me sick, and I think she's a disgusting and unpleasant human being. And even more so as a tennis player. Sonia Kennan, 6-4-6-3 over Xinyu Wang. Today she lost to Svitolina. Was it three sets? I don't know. Didn't really care. Didn't really watch. So I guess we'll talk about that once we look at the next day. Um, but yeah, Sonia Kennan, after beating Coco Goff in the first round, won a pretty easy match in the second against Xinyu Wang. And then the third round lost to Svitolina. Mm. Is that a successful tournament if you're Sofia Kennan? Or, like, could it have been better? I mean, obviously, you want to win the title, but, I mean, for Sofia Kennan. Would you say this is a successful tournament? I would say yes. Beating a top five player, or a top ten player, whatever Coco Goff is. Now, beating Coco Goff in the first round, then making the third round. I'd say that's a good tournament for her, for sure. Uh, many people wouldn't have suspect, sus, wow, suspected that. Uh, Andriscu, three-set win over Anna Bondar, 6-3, 3-6, Oh, and then Andriscu won today, beat Kalanina uh, from 2-5 down in the third set. Um, this is, and now Andriscu's through to the third round. This is Andriscu's first ever round three at Wimbledon. Yes, she has never won more than two matches at Wimbledon ever before this year. 
and this year in the grass season she has looked so fucking bad can't tell you how bad she looked and berlin horrible i don't know did she play any other tournaments other than berlin horrible anna bondar in the first round one to three sets against the shitty ass player i mean yeah it's kalanina and you came back from two five down but that's a it's kalanina right yeah okay whatever and Andriescu is through to the third round for the first time ever. And honestly, I don't think she has ever looked worse for me. Kind of crazy how, how things work out. You can achieve your best ever results at a tournament, but your performances are horrific. I guess it's a big argument of over performance or results. Which one would you rather have? I'm sure everyone would like to have both. But would you rather play good and lose or play bad and win? Because playing bad and winning doesn't mean like you're going to win many more matches. Like, you probably got lucky today. Like, you know, you played really bad and you won. So, like, you know, good for you. You won today. But, like, you played so bad. If you do this again, you're, you know, out of 10 times, you're probably not going to win again, right? And on the contrary, if you play really well but lose, it's like, oh, man, you played great. But you lost, right? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, at the end of the day, I lost. But I played so great. And if I play this well nine more times, I'll probably win all those matches, right? So it's, again, results versus performance. Some people are performance-orientated. Some people are results-orientated. Which one is more important? If you had to choose one, of course. Mm -hmm. Just think about that for a second. Applies with everything in life. Everything in life. For sure. And you know me, I'm one of, I'm one of them wise guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, where were we? Vika, routine win, 6-3-6-0 over Podroshka. Uh, Vika really struggled in the first round against Yoa Yuan. Struggled in Berlin. Lost to Sasnovich. Uh, and then Nottingham or Birmingham or whatever. Like, or, sorry, it was Dan Bosch, right? She played. Um... She really struggled against uh, Natalia Stevanovic, who's actually through to the third round here today. Beat Pliskov in the first round, and today beat Tamara Korpach. But anyway, after all that, Vika and her struggles in the first round against Wei Yuan, going uh, to win in three really close sets. Round two, beat Podroshka 6-3, 6-love. Round three, beat Kasatkina in straights. And just like that, Vika is through to the fourth round, and her like her grass season or preparation or warm-up tournament whatever all that noise was really bad kind of like andrescu but here we are you know so and you know ostapenko was fucking amazing oh my god we need to talk about that ostapenko looked incredible eastbourne birmingham incredible lost in the second round sinyakova bronzetti looked amazing and, and bought omberg no they're both gone. How about that? Um, I don't know if I had a chance to talk about this match. But Vondrusova, Kudermetsova. Vondrusova, like, it's one of those bets. I know hindsight goes crazy, but it's one of those matches where I placed my bet. Vondrusova to win. And, like, she won. And I was so pissed. What the fuck, Safe? Why were you pissed? You won. I was pissed that I didn't bet more, and honestly, it made me so sick. And I hate when that happens, because, like, 
I literally just won, but I can't even enjoy it. It's like, ugh, I only won this much? Oh my god, I could have easily bet this, this, this much, or that much, and won, and I should have. I knew I should have. That made me sick, but hindsight goes so crazy with that. So you gotta be careful. But Vondrusova versus Kudermetsova, 6-3-6-3. Kudermetsova, yeah, she beat Sabalenko in Berlin. And it was, she was actually incredible. But that's like her one good win for like the next two years. I feel like Kudermetsova gets one really good win. Where she plays incredible, fantastic tennis. She does that once. Okay, once a year. Let's not say once every two years. She does that once a year. So 2023, that was her one win. Like that. Like when people talk about that Kudermetsova match, you'll know it was that one. But other than that, against good players, man, oh man. Ugh. Ugh. She's bad. Love her, but yeah, she's bad. I mean, Vondrusova's good too, obviously, but she's not great, you know? Uh, but Kudermetsova, yeah, really bad. But yeah, Tajmaya lost the first set uh, against Jackie Christian. Jackie Christian. Obviously, a young, talented-ish player. Everyone knows that. Poten she like the potential is there, but just hasn't gotten really many good wins or tournaments or runs. Mostly a low-level player, two fifties, one twenty-five k, etc. Beat Bronzetti, the Bad Omberg finalist, in the first round, and then took the first set against Biadaj Mayo. Biadaj Mayo came back to win. Four six six two six four. Sorry, Kirsten Elena Ostapenko. I can't believe this match was on the outside court. Honestly, was loving Ostapenko. Love Ostapenko. Secretly, some days or like some weeks, she's honestly my favorite player in the whole wild wide world. And then most of the other times, Sabalenka. Sometimes it's uh, Mukova and very briefly in certain moments it's Ravakuna but really Ostapenko love her love 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 her but Sori Kristea man so so incredible also love her 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 now that's feisty now when when commentators or journalists or whoever describe or label a player as feisty most of the time they're getting it dead wrong and what they mean to say is ratty or obnoxious or a piece of shit that's what they mean to say, but obviously they can't. So they say feisty. My aunties don't feisty. If you want to see who actually really is feisty, sorry, Kirsteya. Man, oh man, so good. Um, four six seven six six four against Ostapenko. Ostapenko just looked like she was out of answers, out of solutions. Didn't really look tired, although, like maybe she wasn't like fresh or anything. But she, I don't think. You know, that's what cost her in the end. Sorry, Kristea was just insane, man. So relentless. Doesn't go away. In your face type shit. Every point. Self-belief through the fucking roof. Sorry, Kristea, man. Just incredible. So good. Ostapenko was my number one pick to win Wimbledon. And honestly, watching her lose to Sorry, Kristea, like not... Because, you know, I have a soft spot for Sori Kirstea, and I like Sori Kirstea. But just wasn't the better player that day. Simple as. And I'm okay with that. It was an amazing tennis match, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I'll take that loss and keep it moving, right? I wish I bet on the match. I was thinking about over 20 and a half, just looking at it for like 12 hours. 
didn't do anything, just kind of left it, decided to enjoy the match, and I did. Buskova sent Annette Contivate into retirement. Buskova 6162, and it was so easy. Honestly, it was so easy. Magda Lynette went to war with Barbora Strykova 6467-63. She did lose today, however, to Belinda Bencic. Um, honestly, I thought it would be Iga Magda Lynette. And then, you know what I told you? I'm sure if you check your notes, you know I said it. I said that in the fourth round, Iga would play Magda Lynette and beat her 6-2-6 love. If I was right, you'd buy me a, a pizza from, did I say Papa John's? That's right. And uh, you'll get that tattooed on your chest. But uh, Lynette actually played, uh, you know, beat uh, Barbora Strykova. And then today, lost to Belinda Bencic. Mm -hmm. Katie Bolter, 6-love, 3-6-6-3 against Tomova. Really weird, ugly, disgusting match. Bolter now through to face Rebakina tomorrow. Carol Garcia went to war with Leila Fernandez. Disgusting match. Garcia won from a set down. 3-6-6-4-7-6. Elisabetta Cosireto quietly one of the best players on tour. 6-3-6-1 against Masarova. Today, however, she lost to Pagula. Good stuff. Vekic, insane comeback win against Sloane Stevens. Was down a set and uh, she was 5-2 down. She was 6-4, 5-2 down. She was like, you know, about to lose. And at some point she was just crying at Sloane Stevens' level. And you know how Vekic like really couldn't do anything. Was, wasn't playing as good as her opponent. Couldn't get anything going at all. And all of a sudden, rips five games, wins the second set. And the third set takes it 6-4. Cried even more afterwards. Incredible effort from Donna Vekic. Today, however, she lost to Von Drusova. It was probably um, too much, too quick, too soon. Um, but her, com her effort and her comeback win against Sloane Stevens, incredible. Mm -hmm. Von Drusova quietly through to round four. Some decent wins for Vondrusova, like Vekic, Kudrmetsova, um, in rounds three and two, respectively. In round one, don't remember who she played, but here she is, Vondrusova, round four, week two. Very low-key. Vekic, man, she joined the tour as a 15-year-old, super high expectations on her. And to this day, she has high expectations for herself. Like, she wants to achieve big things. She wants to do really big things. And, you know, she's dealt with injuries and and whatnot. And just being out of shape and etc. So, yeah, she has sort of expectations. And what's the word? She has very lofty goals. I don't know if she's going to achieve them. Like, you know, for example, like winning a slam or something like that. Like, I think that's... I think at the moment or at this point in her career just a bit too ambitious i would say but definitely a hell of a player and should be um less hard on herself i mean you know i think she's top 25 or something like that i mean could go even higher but yeah what a player vekic seriously what a comeback okay daniel collins versus belinda bencic daniel this okay this was honestly a pretty good match, and 
This and Sorikur stay on Ostapenko, like how were those not on bigger courts? I mean, sometimes they really like screw it up, I guess, form and hype and everything like that. Because, yeah, to be honest, Collins and Bencic, I mean, Collins not even seeded anymore, even though, like, we all know who the fuck Daniel Collins is, right? And Belinda Bencic, of course, like, in the first, like, three, four months of this season, she was, you know, probably one of the best players. Um, but they've been, like, MIA for, for months, struggling uh, for fitness, for form, etc. So it kind of made sense. It's a shame that this was this early in the draw. Maybe if they each had, you know, more wins, uh, more matches, and then met later, this could have really been a spectacle. But Collins lost from a set and a breakup. Uh, Collins led 6-3, 3-1. Uh, she ended up losing 6-3, 4-6, 6-7. The deciding set super tiebreak wasn't even close. Benchich won it 10-2. Rabakina, second match back, 6-2, 7-6 against Alize Cornet. Uh, Rabakina, the second set, sprayed a shit ton of errors. Looked very erratic, to be honest. Cornet was literally just returning and, and putting the ball into play. I feel like Rabakina might have hit like 58 errors in the second set, something like that. Um, a twin set tiebreak. Um, yeah. Mm -mm -mm. 6 2 7 6 for Rabakina. Could have been more complicated, but uh, Cornet actually, I think, tore her MCL or something. Or sprained her MCL. She she tweeted about it today. Um, she took a nasty fall and hurt her knee or, or something like that. Potapova Kai Yuvan, low key, low key a banger. Six three seven five Potapova. Kai Yuvan, man, I like her a lot. So much heart. Very positive tennis player on court. Love the way she plays, and that's feistiness. Potapova, good win for her. Six three seven five. Lastly, Jesse Pagula, 6-1-6-4. Yeah, okay. And today beat Elisabetta Cosiretto. Uh, and she's through to round four. Wow, oh wow. Who does she play in round four? Lesia Tsurenko. Wow. Jesse Pagula's path to a Grand Slam quarterfinal. Lauren Davis, Christina Buxa, Elisabetta Cosiretto, Lesia Tsurenko. Wow. Oh fucking wow, can't believe it. How this shit just works out for her. All the time. All the time. Okay, so those were all of yesterday's match- uh, Yeah, Thursday's matches. To quickly go over today's matches, um, I feel like I've covered like some of these. Um, but here we go, Blinkova beat Bigu 7-5-6-3. So Blinkova into round three, which is tomorrow, Saturday. Um, Blinkova, really easy, honestly, in the end against Bigu. Um, yeah. Honestly, Bigu, it's weird. Uh, sorry, Blinkova, hardcore player, but her best results this year so far have been on clay and grass. Uh, bit of a weird one, but here we go. Um... Alexandrova Brengel. Okay, so this was the first ever women's match at Wimbledon ever, ever, ever. Three tie breaks. 6 7, 7 6, 7 6, Alexandrova. Um, three tie breaks. Um, three tie break sets. And honestly, didn't even go over three hours, which is a bit of a crazy one. Um, 
But yeah, Alexandrova really struggled today mentally. We've seen Alexandrova struggle mentally on court a lot and, you know, go through and endure a lot of tough losses. Or, you know, some which fucked up her mental, some which her fucked up mental cost her the win, if that makes sense. And today against Brengel, who her right arm doesn't really work, so her really bad serve was even worse, and the service motion was botched. Alexandrova really struggled today. Brengel, I think, served for the match twice. But Alexandrova broke back and sort of clutched up when she needed to. Which is, you know, again, this is one of those things. Performance, Alexandrova, really fucking bad. But the fact that she got the results should be huge for her. I mean, the results is great. She came from a set down and won. You know, her opponent served for the match twice. You know, she broke both times, went to a tiebreak, won the tie. Like, that is, that's good for her. Like, she usually never comes through these type of matches. But, honestly, to be fair, they are usually against, you know, maybe better opponents than Brengel. So, you know, nothing to be too proud of, for sure. But, I mean, she certainly wasn't. Uh, that was the unhappiest I've ever seen a player after winning a match, especially in this fashion. Like, you played three tiebreaks, one two of them like yeah madison keys getting after it seven five six three great uh grass court season so far for madison keys i believe that's seven wins in a row now five in uh eastbourne and two here beat golovich seven five six three good win uh paula Badosa, i guess had a late night last night at the andy murray stefanos match or and this morning just retired like she i guess she wasn't feeling it she was getting her ass kicked Kostchuk on fire six two one left took the early break in the second set uh but those just said yeah peace i'm out a few hours later was at the stefanos match simple simple what a life huh really uh galfi uh talked about this beat nemo uh from a set down four six seven six six one honestly galfi out of fucking nowhere through to the uh, third round yeah and uh some decent wins noskova and then nemo both from a set down against nemo uh, hit three aces seven double faults against noskova hit 21 double fault 21 aces and four double faults so really 24 aces in two matches not bad Kvitova San uh, Sasnovich, too easy for Kvitova. Routine, six two six two. Didn't even play that great. Uh, didn't really get much of a rhythm going or anything like that. Still managed to win six two six two. Natalia Stevanovich versus Tamara Korpach, seven five seven five. Mm hmm. Yeah, Andriescu six two four six seven six against Kalanina took the super tiebreak ten to seven. Kalanina served for the match at 5-3. God broke. Oh. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sabalenka honestly looked to be really struggling in the first set. Grasheva was playing amazing. Grasheva honestly played amazing the entire match. Uh, Sabalenka was just very slow to start. Um, she lost the first set 6-2. 
And in the second set was down 4-5 at the change of ends. Uh, on serve, about to serve to stay in the match. 4-5 down at the change of ends. So she was 2-6, 4-5 down. And honestly, Grasheva, like was you know literally one game away from winning the match um but sabalenka held broke held really good win for her she didn't look too too good but the fight back was impressive and just when like she raised her level to like 65 70 percent and that was more than enough to just demolish grosheva Really, she was playing far from her best, but she started really bad, and she didn't even end or at any point, like, her peak in that match wasn't even close to her best, and it still completely wiped out and destroyed a player that was playing with a lot of confidence and, and playing pretty good tennis. So that just tells you a little bit. Sablanka at 60% crushed Grasheva's hopes and dreams, I would say. Serenko, mm -hmm. Bogdan, this was a disgusting match. Three hours, 40 minutes. Those 40 minutes, that's how long the super tiebreak took. Mm -hmm. 40 minutes super tiebreak. 20 to 18. Bogdan led uh, in the third set. 5-3. Served for the match, got broke. And the tiebreak had five match points. Didn't take any of them. Some of them on serve, some of them returning. Honestly, a good mix. All kinds of sequences we saw. She didn't take a single one. Tarenko had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven match points. Obviously, eventually taking the seventh one. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, we spoke about this one briefly. Uh, Vika, 6264 on uh, Castellino. Hour and 15 minutes. Super easy, super routine win for Vika. Um, very super quietly is through to the fourth round. Just like that. After struggles in the first round against the worst player she's faced so far at Wimbledon, UA Yuan. And, you know, lost to Sasnovich in Berlin. Struggled mightily in Den Bosch against Natalia Sivanovich. Like, yeah. Lost to Kruger. Uh, Ashlyn Kruger and Den Bosch in straights, so easy. Um, and yeah, and here she is. She's in the second week of Wimbledon. Just like that? Yeah, just like that. Uh, spoke about this one already. Also, briefly, Vondrusova, 6175 over Vekic. Pagula versus uh, Kosireto, 646 love. Again, Pagula, this is just incredible. Uh, Bencic beat Lynette, 6361. We will not be getting. Uh, Iga Świątek, 6-2-6 low win against Magdalena. Belinda Bencic, getting it going a little bit. Ah, Sonia Kennan did not win a set against Vitalino. Uh, Svitolino, the hitter with a 7-6-6-2. Mm-hmm. Jabour versus Bai Jean Joshuan. Joshuan. Um, 6-1-6-1. As, you know, as routine as it gets, 45 minutes. You know, pra we're talking about practice here. Iga Świątek, 6-2-7-5 against Petra Mortic, spoke about this one. Um, and last women's match, those actually, after two sets, 
when once it was once at all they actually moved courts uh so they could you know play under the lights in court one which is a bit of a crazy one um but nonetheless uh buskova won seven six four six seven five two hours 40 minutes um amazing amazing for mari buskova as far as rats go she's probably my favorite maybe maria camilo sorry Sorano. maybe be but buskova amazing love her effort fights for every point yeah she's a rat and whatever but i love i love her and her style like she's got a little swagger about her or something or maybe i just love seeing carol garcia lose but carol garcia sucks and i'm glad she lost and i'm glad you know like she struggled against Layla for not oh my god yeah rough so yeah now we're all caught up um as far as my little recap of of the matches so far i, I believe now we're all caught up and also in the like scheduling wise as far as the draw and the schedule goes we are also all caught up all caught up so like i was saying the second week uh, matches uh the fourth round matches in the top half of the draw those are already set and will be played on sat sorry not saturday sunday which include a big one Sviontek Bencic and then Vika Svitolina Vika leads the head-to-head 5-0 and then Pagula Tsarenko of course Pagula like I told you her path to the quarterfinal Lauren Davis Christina Buxo Elisabetta Cosireto Lesia Tsarenko and just like that slam quarterfinal how about that I doubt he, I doubt Tsarenko I doubt Serenko even plays that match. My God, she was in horrible shape, horrible condition at the end of that match. Surprised she even won. But yeah, there goes that. Um, oh, sorry, and one more. Vondrusova, Bushkova. All Czech battle. Uh, Svitolina, Azarenka, all mom battle. Both moms. Hey moms. Um, so that's, yeah, the top half of the draw. Those are the round of 16 or fourth round matches uh Svjontek Bencic Vika Svitolina in the quarter number one quarter number two Pegula Tsarenko and Vondrusova Buskova honestly a pretty decent lineup I mean Svjontek Bencic I mean that's as good as it gets I guess for for you know as far as the Iga matches go Azarenka Svitolina battle of the moms could be pretty good Pagula Tsarenko, like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's just another Pagula match. You know how it is. Like, 6-2, 6-3, 6-1, whatever. Whatever Pagula does. Um, but Vondrusova, Bushkova uh, could be pretty good and, and uh, pretty interesting for sure. Vondrusova leads the head there, 2-1. and one. Uh, Sviontek, Bencic, head-to-head, 2-1 and one, Sviontek. And Vika Svitolina, yeah, 5-0 and oh, Vika. I was right. And Pagula Tsarenko head to head 1 and 0 Tsarenko. Mm. And so tomorrow, then on the Saturday, uh, the bottom half, they play their entire round three matchups. Uh, you know, so we're on schedule. Everything's back to normal. Everything is great. Uh, it honestly really worked out. No uh, delayed or postponed matches or matches waiting to be played, uh, which is pretty incredible, honestly. How quickly that worked out all they all all it took was for the rain to stop i mean i don't think uh, wimbledon did anything exceptional other than maybe moving 
Buskova Garcia to an indoor court so they can play under the lights and maybe just some minor tweaks and uh, court schedules or, or things like that, court allocations. Um, but yeah, like I was saying at the start of the episode, like Wimbledon like really is here, not like this shit is amazing, man. We're here, it's happening. Shit is good, the matches are good. The men's matches, of the, you know, the last two night ones have been amazing. Murray Tsitsipas was amazing. And, you know, Djokovic uh, versus Stan, not, obviously not as amazing, but we got a pretty good third set and tie break, so. Yeah, things are good. On to tomorrow then, okay? Here we go, so tomorrow, only eight matches. Um, eight women's matches, eight men's matches, which feels weird, because at one point, I think we had like 60, 60 plus, or 80, 80 plus matches scheduled and tomorrow we only have 16 in singles eight men eight women um a whole lot of doubles and also um boys and girls boys and girls singles starts tomorrow the juniors also starts tomorrow um so we're you know almost at week two and it feels so fast really it feels like Wimbledon's just been two days right or like two and a half days like the first day the monday and then thursday and friday was pretty much you know, the whole tournament, actually so incredible how they caught up so fast. Thursday and Friday, they, yeah, wow. They basically played four days worth of matches, or like three and a half days worth of matches in two days, which I think is pretty fucking incredible. Um, but again, nothing special from Wimbledon. If anything, they made it more difficult on themselves along the way. But all it had to do was for it to stop raining, man. I'm, I'm amazing. Thank you, God. Okay, so eight matches tomorrow. Here we go. All right, we're going to play our little game again. Um, I'm going to look at the match. I'll tell you what I think the line should be. And then I'll tell you what I think they made the line. The bookmakers. And don't ask me why I say the word bookmakers. With a little... Venezuelan accent or whatever. It's just how I talk. I don't say bookmakers. I say bookmakers. It's just look. It's just how I am. It's just it's just who I am. Okay. So take it or leave it. Bookmakers. That's just how I talk. Straight up. All right then. This is a bit of a tough one to to sort of start off with. Yeah. Oh, and I'm also gonna do my fun rating. I'm gonna give the match a rating out of ten for how uh, how much fun it'll be to. Uh, you know, tune into this match, watch, follow along, whatever it is. Um, I'm calling it the fun rating. I think the watchability rating is just too big of a mouthful. So I'm going to keep it fun and just call it the fun rating. How fun is this match going to be? Okay, so here we go. Galfi Alexandrovo. Um, Galfi low-key really amazing results. Beating Noskova and Nemo from a set down. Alexandrova, you know, incredible struggles against Madison Brengel. You'd think that, you know, this would be an upgrade for Madison Brengel. Uh, from, sorry. So, you know, Alexandrova, if she wants to win, has to play considerably better. As far as what the line I think uh, it should be, like what I would make the line, I would say Alexandrova minus three and a half minus 200 i think however they made the line minus four and a half 
minus 300, something like that. Let's see. Holy fuck. Somehow they've gone and made Alexandrova minus 600. What? And what world? And minus five games. Wow. Over under 20 and a half. Fun rating for this one. Um, if Alexandrova plays well, like if she just plays like normal or well, and if Golfie plays how she's been playing, this has potential to be like a very fun match, a very high score on the fun rating. Um, but to be fair and reasonable and, and sort of like average it out, um, I'm going to say the fun rating here is 60. Okay. Bia Haddad Jmail versus Sori Cristeo. Mm, I was in attendance in person um, in Dubai when Sori Cristeo came back to win from a set down. Uh, it was 4-6-7-6-7-5. And she trailed in the decider like 4-2, came back to win 7-5, something like that. Um, and it was amazing. Sori Cristeo beat Ostapenko, who, you know... You know, a lot of people might not want to, might not want to admit this, but in my opinion, um, she beat one of the top contenders in Ostapenko. Bihadaj Maya, low-key, like super low-key, like really quietly, has been struggling. Um, three sets with Putin Sevo, and three sets against Christian. Both of them, she came back from a set down. That's not too good. Retired in Eastbourne, uh, down a set ton of break to Petro Martic. Lost in Nottingham in the first round to Daria Snigor. Yeah. Those aren't very good results. Sorry, Cristea beat last year's semifinals, Tatiana Maria in three. And then beat Ostapenko in the second round in three as well from a set down. I would make this line, honestly, and I'm not being funny. I'd make Sorry, Cristea like minus 150. Like, minus two games. Maybe minus two and a half games. Something like that. That's what I would make Sori Cristea. But I think it's a pick'em. Or Sori Cristea is like a super small dog. Like, plus one, 100 or something. I think it's a pick'em. It's like super close. Wow. Bia, minus 140. Favorite. Bia's the favorite. Minus 140. And Sori Cristea, plus 120. Wow. That's... Hilarious, wow. Over under 22 and a half. Fun rating for this one. Ooh, I'm gonna say 79, 79.9. Like, really close to being an 80. Really close. Wow, what a match though. Uh, head to head, by the way. So we're here stay of 4 and 1. Uh, meter. Oh, sorry, not. They met twice this year. Uh, in Dubai, Soriker stay at one in, in three sets from a set down, and then all the way back in Adelaide, like at the start of this year, Bihadad Maya seven six six one. Uh, and then their other two meetings. Sorry, their other three meetings were in two thousand sixteen. Wow, which is what seven years ago. And Sori Cristea won all those three. Two of them on clay. Yeah, okay, whatever. Whatever. 
pretty meaningless head-to-head, -head, but 4-1. I wonder if Sori Kusea remembers those meetings. Anyway, yeah, fun rating 79.9. Next, Natalia Stevanovic versus Petro Kvitova. Um, super huge line here, I'm guessing. Um, minus 6.5 games, maybe. Over under 18.5. Kvitova, like, minus like 10,000 or something. I'm, I'm pretty sure they... You know, made something very similar, which I think would be fair. Petro Kvitova only minus 1,500. Yeah, minus six, six and a half games over under 18 and a half. Yeah, as expected, looks about right. Probably a pass. Can, I don't know, Stev can Stevanovic, like, I don't know. Yo, she's tough. She really enjoys uh, playing on the grass and... She kind of plays like Tatiana Maria, just all slices. Like, if you're patient and you can read the ball well and, you know, like, like pick your moments and time your shots. If you're Petra Kvitova, you can beat the fuck out of this girl. But, you know, the patience, uh, you know, keeping the air is low. I think that's going to be tough. But uh, Natalia Stevanovic, she's uh, basically a Tatiana Maria carbon copy. You know, forehand slices, backhand slices, you know, no power or pace on the ball at all. So, yeah, tough. You know, Kvitova, players like Kvitova, Rybakina, when they have to generate their own power, that's when they start shitting out like 7 million errors. Um, but it is what it is. That's uh, probably a pass, but the lines are fair. Watchability rating, I mean, Petra Kvitova is super sexy on court. Very positive, uh, always fun to watch, always good to watch her. Uh, but Sivanovic is a bit of a, a bit of an anti-tennis player. Um, so what that is basically just stops her opponent from playing any kind of tennis or playing her game or finding rhythm. So I'm gonna say the fun rating for this one is a big fat 40. Stevanovic really pulls this one down, especially not only with her quality. But also her style of play really pulls this one down. Faux show. Ooh, wow, this is a good one. Ma Ma okay, wow. Ma -ma -ma -ma. MK versus MK. Marta Kostyuk versus Madison Keys. Have we ever seen like two players play with the same initials? MK? Mm. I knew an MK in high school, actually. Really cool guy, really nice turned out to be a snooper a snooper wow a super bratty loser um mk but anyway mk versus mk marta kostyuk versus madison keys um marta kostyuk i mean beat zachary beat badosa <laughs> well i mean badosa quit and then retired like you know halfway through but she beat her she beat the fuck out of her and you know in the games that they played what i think this line should be um kind of like it was today marta kostchik like plus 130 something like that madison keys minus 150 something like that ooh madison keys minus four and a half minus 300 wow this is the pretty much the kostchik sakari line from the first round when Kostyuk won. She was also... Kostyuk was plus 235 against Zachary also, plus 4.5. Yeah, wow, that's... Uh, 
I guess what they're doing here, or what they're saying here is, is that Madison Keys is incredible for her, you know, her little run. Um, but basically what they're also saying here is that Bedosa sucks. That's what they're telling us. Like, beating the crap out of Bedosa means nothing these days. Otherwise, the market would sort of react or adjust to it, I think. Um, so basically that's what... I think they're just not taking into consideration... Kostyuk or her wins or you know who she's beaten or her form or anything like that and just focusing on Madison Keys You know, you know, like I said winning seven matches in a row winning Eastbourne her first two matches here pretty easy So the line is just basically a reflection of that pretty interesting. I would say Hmm watchability rating. I'm gonna go with 67.1 Actually, that's a bit high I'm gonna go with 66.6. .6. Or is triple six is bad luck? Alright, 66.7 then. 66.7. Here we go. Potapovo. Potapova versus Mira and Drivo. Mira, okay, here we go. I've oh yeah, I, I completely looked over this match. I didn't talk about her and Krijikovo. Um I don't know how in my little recap. Must have been the only match I missed. Uh, Mira Andreeva, qualifier, didn't play any grass warm-up. Um, you know, her last match before coming to Wimbledon to play qualies was the French Open third round against Coco Goff, where she lost from a setup. And then just came straight to Wimbledon, no warm-up tournaments or nothing. Played qualies, came through in qualies. Round one, honestly, really tough against Shi Yu Wang. And like I was saying at the time, it was the first time I had to see Andreeva persevere, deal with adversity. You know, most of her wins are just super straightforward. She just sort of bosses them and gets through quickly on her terms, straightforward, sort of unchallenged. And her win against Shi Yu Wang in the first round, she kind of had to, you know, like three sets, you know, like had to tough it out, had to really earn it, and she did. And then against a uh, former Grand Slam champion, Barbora Krijikovo, this girl Mira Andrina made her made her quit. I mean, Barbora Krijikova looked far from her best physically. Um, didn't really look look uh, focused, but also wasn't moving very well or moving much at all. Her effort energy was really low. Not sure, you know, how serious whatever uh, her whatever is ailing her. But Mira Andreeva, wow, incredible, no? Really incredible. Hmm, this match, I'm gonna say... No way they made this a pick -em. Is it possible? Because they, they either made Pota... In my opinion, they either made... The, the bookmakers... They either made Potapova a huge favorite... Or it's a pick -em. No in between. I'm talking like minus 300 Potsapova, minus four and a half games, or it's a pick'em. Honestly, no in between. What I would make it, um, probably a pick'em. If I had to choose one of those options, probably a pick'em, but somewhere in between, closer to a pick'em, Potsapova, small favorite, is what I would do. Let's see. Wow. Potapova, small favorite, minus 140. Mira Andreeva, plus 120. Okay. Over under 22.5. Okay. I see. 
I see what they're doing. Honestly, Mira and Drivo, like, can, I think she, I'm not going to say anything. I think she can win, but I'm not going to say anything else. Fun rating for this one, I'm going 87. 87 fun rating. Blinkova, Sabalenka. Sabalenka now is going to crush this girl. I'm sensing a 6-3-6-1 or something better. Blinkova, 4 or 5 games max. So, like, over under 18.5 or, like, 19.5, minus 5.5, Sabalenka, something like that. Yeah, minus 5.5, over under 19.5, minus 800, Sabalenka. Yeah, pretty... Uh, as expected. Ooh, okay. Oh, sorry. Fun rating for that one. Oh, I'm going to say... Fifty-seven. Fifty-seven point nine for that one. Jabor Andriescu. Wow, what a match. And what the fuck would they make this line? Andriescu somehow finding a way to win, even though, really, she's been playing really bad for her past, like... Pretty much all year. I mean, I swear she's been playing bad. Like, even when she wins, like, you know, like, she'll get her result, right? But her performances really throughout the year have been really bad. And, you know, how we're talking about it, like, how her and Vika really have struggled on the grass. Really bad performances and results. But now somehow the results are coming for Andriescu. This is her first ever Wimbledon third round. Ever, ever, ever. She has never won... Um, two matches before at Wimbledon, um, but she did it this year, playing her worst tennis I've seen from her in a while. So, Javor and Drisco, what's the line gonna be? Um, uh, I don't know what they would make it, but I can totally see how they did it. I know they want Jabor as a big favorite, um, rightfully so. Not that she's earned it, but I think. I would also make Jabor a big favorite, but I think why I would make it like that is a different reason. But I guess we'd come to the same conclusion, me and the book Micros. I think they would make it, they would make Jabor a big favorite because last year's finalist, obviously like a big name, big scoreline wins, and you know, uh, she's on Jabor. You know, formerly top three, top four, top five was here last year, finalists. Okay, whatever. And also, of course, Andriescu being uh, not very good and struggling. I mean, again, Andriescu was a slight favorite against Kalanina. So, like, you know, Kalanina and Jabor, big difference. So, I think they made her a big dog. You know, again, four and a half, like minus 300. Uh, Jabor, minus four and a half, minus 300. And honestly, I would make it the same. My reason, though, has nothing to do with Andriescu or her form, but Jabor, like I said, so lucky, these girls. The draws that they get, like, okay, okay, it's like they either suck or they either go all the way. And the only way for them to go, the only way for them to go all the way and actually make a deep run in the tournament, people like Jabor, Pagula, Sviantek, is that if they get very specific particular type of opponents and matchups and the path looks exactly a certain way and for some reason somehow some way it always works out that way i mean on getting magdalena frech 
and Zhao by Zhao Shuang or whatever the fuck. That's so perfect for Jabor. That's all she needs now. Like that six one six one win over Zhao Shuang by in forty five minutes, the qualifier on court one. That forty five minute win for her gets her set for maybe two months. I'm not even joking. That's just how they work, man. They just need... Like, give me, like, two easy rounds. But, like, not, like, super easy. But, like, pretty easy. Right? That's all they need. And then it's it's fucking over. It's done for everyone. Jabor's probably gonna make another final. Straight up, I'm telling you now. Just like that. It's just how it works. So, Jabor actually is going to crush N3 school. And that's my reason for why I'd make her four and a half. Let's see why. Wow. Minus 350, minus four and a half, over under 20 and a half. Jabor and Drisco. Jabor is minus four and a half. Yeah, that... Look, I wouldn't say that's bettable, but that's definitely a fair line. I'd say this is honestly a pretty good line, even though it might look funny, but... And honestly, I'd bet that. I'd bet Andres, uh, bet Jabor minus four and a half. I definitely would. They had one meeting, Montreal, Jabor, uh, three set win, uh, twenty twenty one outdoor hard in Montreal, she, uh, three sets, but she covered the four and a half. Yeah. Fun rating for this one. I'm gonna go with seventy two. I was gonna say 82, but I think I think that's too much. 72. That's a big difference. 10 points. Yeah, 72, 72. Alright, last but not least, Katie Bolter, the last remaining Brit in the entire draw, men's and women's singles. Uh Katie Bolter is the last remaining Brit. And you know, after this match, they'll be gone. There will be no more British players in the draw. Uh Bolter Rebuck, no. Um I think Rubakina, kind of like Sabalenka, even though they've low-key kind of not been playing their best and being a little erratic and struggling in moments. I think tomorrow's the day both Rubakina and Sabalenka just fucking snap on their opponents. Uh, and I'm sensing uh, we get that kind of line because clearly a huge gulf in quality between Volta and Rubakina, just like Blinkova, Sabalenka. So my guess is the lines are identical. The Sabalenka Blinkova match, those lines are identical with the Rubakina Bolter match. That's my guess. So I think those were like five and a half, nineteen and a half, right? Minus five and a half games. Uh Rubakina over under nineteen and a half. Let's see. Ooh. Wow. A lot of respect for Katie Bolter, I guess. Um the spread is four and a half. And the over-under is 20 and a half. Okay, well. That's a bit weird. Um, but yeah. Pretty much the same thing. Rebe wow. Over-under 20 and a half? Wow. These book micers, man. Sometimes, man, I swear to God, these book micers are so fucking funny with some of these lines. But honestly, um, I agree with most of these lines. I think uh, only like two or three of them. There's there were like some difference between 
how I see it and how the bookmakers see it. And I think just one, maybe two, where there was a pretty big difference in how we saw it. Um, but yeah, sorry, fun rating. Rebecca Bolzer, I'm going to say 60. 60 and a half. 60.5, I would say. Mm -hmm. Don't get used to this. It's not something I usually do, but let's look at the men's super fast since... I mean, the slate is just so light. Tomorrow, the men's Yuri Lehechka versus Tommy Paul. Uh, Alejandro Davidovich Fokina versus Olga Runa. Uh, Chris Eubanks uh, versus Chris O'Connell. Chris Eubanks today beat Nori in four sets, hit 21 aces, forehand on fire, first serve on fire. Laszlo Jair versus Titi Pass. Yo, I gotta talk about Titi Pass for a second, man. I feel like he got so much hate. Him and Rublev. I think Titi Pass, like, it's so popular to hate on him. Um, and like, people's reason or reasoning for hating on him is like, oh, just because you know everyone else is doing it, it's so popular. That's what they're doing on Twitter. So let me just join in. Let me do the same. Let me hate Titi Pass for no reason. Like, why do people hate him? Like, yeah, quirky, odd. Yeah, I know he's not the best, not the most consistent. Sometimes, mentally, he's pretty weak. Um, but, I mean, made a handful of slam finals. Won Monte Carlo three years in a row, the Monte Carlo Masters. Um, you know, AO final uh, this year. Lost to Djokovic. A French Open final two years ago. Lost to Djokovic. So like you know like what like what why do people hate him like he doesn't suck he was honestly incredible to win against Murray and I don't think I don't care if you think that the curfew helped him like it's actually harder like imagine you go to sleep okay like imagine you go to like you went to sleep last night Stefanos you're two sets to one down against Murray and tomorrow morning you know you're gonna wake up and go play him again two sets to one down at center court in Wimbledon on center court at Wimbledon against Andy Murray you're two sets to one down and you have to go to sleep wake up come, show up the next day and win two sets straight up if you want to win the match no room for error can't drop a set what? you think that's easy or the curfew helped him? come on man and Murray fucking squealed and jumped on the penultimate point of the set uh, he was 5-4 up in the tiebreak. Like, he hit the... He got a serve in. Tsitsipas sent the return long, and that was it. You think that didn't help Murray at all? You think he could have played another set? Maybe two? And he just pulled his groin or whatever the fuck that was, where he clearly pulled something, jumped up in the air, fucking squealed so loud, grabbed his nuts, and fell to the ground. Yeah, he popped right up, but... Andy Murray, guy's a fucking warrior. He had one point left to play. Uh, he knew the curfew was right there. It was set point on his serve. Like, you think he could have played? You really think the curfew helps that? Come on, man. Come on. Give him credit. He was so good today. I know a lot. And I know I say that sometimes I overuse this, but right here, I... This is very fair. I know a lot of players that would have lost today to Andy Murray. Or today, yesterday, whatever. This this match 
whatever, I know a shit ton of players that would have lost this match. How many would have won it? Very few. Stefanos, one of them. He did it. He did the damn thing. Honestly, Murray was playing incredible. Not just this match, but, you know, in the build-up to Wimbledon. Was playing pretty good. <laughs> I hate myself for doing that one last time, but anyway. Laszlo Jair, Tsitsipas. Okay. Medvedev versus Marton Fucovic. Carlitos versus Nicholas Jari. Tiafo versus uh, Grigor Dimitrov. And Zverev Berrettini. Berrettini low-key uh, on his comeback tour, playing really well. There were some talks about him retiring or something. I mean, was clearly struggling, clearly having a really rough year since the drop of the Breakpoint show on Netflix in, on the 16th of January. Since then, man, it's just been a horrific season for him but here so far beat sonego beat demon today i mean i know demon sucks i don't know how he's up there um uh but beat demon really easy in three three easy straightforward sets what a match that is tomorrow night's fair of Beratini. tiafo dimitrov could be good Carlos versus Jari, like, ugh, whatever. Honestly, watching Carlitos play on grass is really boring. I don't think he's that good, and his movement looks like needs a lot of work on the grass. Like, watching him play on clay or hard, like, his movement's so effortless. Like, he's got that down. Like, you know, he looks so comfortable, so at ease, makes, you know, he's so fast and quick, but on grass, uh little bit different that sort of element is not quite there yet in his game so interesting medvedev versus fucevic i'd say that's an easy match Tsitsipas versus laszlo jared's an easy match but it's his fifth day playing in a row um his his match against dominic team first rounder also was played across two days and obviously his match against murray was played across two days so this is actually his third match in five days but played five days in a row so a bit of a crazy one uh should be good for chris eubanks against uh, chris o'connell holger runa should be good against fokina fokina always wins one set and then just will lose everything else right that's fokino and tommy paul versus yuri Lechka. yeah okay who the fuck cares um but yeah, that is it for tomorrow. Honestly, Wimbledon heating the fuck up. Can't wait for week two. Uh, today we have the round three matches. And, you know, it's just going to get better and better. I can't wait to see what the fourth round matches, uh, what it looks like on Monday when the bottom half of the draw plays their matches. Um, just looking at it uh, really quickly, what we could expect to see. So in the bottom half, uh, tomorrow we have in the third round, Jabor versus Andriscu. Winner faces Stevanovic or Kvitova. So we could have Jabor Kvitova next or Andriscu Kvitova. Most likely Jabor Kvitova, which is a fucking banger. Uh, we have Bia Kirstea tomorrow. Winner faces Rabakano or Bolzer. Again, we could have Bia Rabakano. That's a Honestly, it's a tough one for Rabakna. Bia always gets her ass. Or Sorry Kirstea Rabakna. Wow. I mean, all the options are good. Like, really. And then Kostya Keys tomorrow. 
When our faces Potapova on Drivo, we could get Potapova keys, Potapova Kostyuk, or Andriva keys, or Andriva Kostyuk, whatever of those combinations that's so good. Um, and then all the way at the bottom, we have Galfi Alexandrova tomorrow, winner faces Sabalenko. Alexandrova Sabalenko, we could get rematch of last year's Denbosch final when Alexandrova won. So, yeah, man, things are looking pretty good. I'm so excited. I hope you're as excited as I am. Uh, thank you for letting me be a part of your Wimbledon, a part of your day. I really appreciate all of you guys, your support, your kind words, your enthusiasm. It's It doesn't go unnoticed, and it's really, really, really appreciated, for sure. This has been the Safe Space, as always. Best of luck to us, and I'll see you all tomorrow.